As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hi everyone and welcome to Pixels, a podcast for the discerning gamer. everyone and welcome back to pixels this is a show where we cover the news from the video games industry every couple of weeks or so uh, that's what we usually do but of course now uh, we're reaching the end of the year and we have to do our wrap-up show and uh, there is so many things to talk about that uh, we decided to have a giant cast of fantastic co-hosts to accompany me and uh, I, I said we I meant the royal we I decided because I'm the decider on this show. Um, I'm Patrick Beja, and uh, let me welcome my co-hosts. We have the first of all, uh, Ed Mitchell, who's with me very often. How are you doing, Ed? I'm doing great. I think this might be too much of a dictatorship, though. I think we should uh, revolt. <laughs> Mutiny. You know, I have a, I have a very bad uh, cultural memories of mutiny and revolts and revolutions. <laughs> uh, I want to keep my head so you guys can decide, actually. That's bad precedent to set. Uh, second right. of the mutineers is uh, Scott Johnson. Oh, hello, Patrick. It's a a pleasure, always a pleasure to be on Pixels, the show named after the best movie Hollywood ever made. Well done. You know, I I, uh, really uh, (laughs) welcome the idea and the day that at some point in the future, in the far future... You will not make that joke about this. Should have gotten that trademark, man. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I I was here before. And, uh, you know, just like if if Microsoft can get some kind of protection on Windows, surely a pixel can be, you know, something that I can protect (laughs) as well. Uh, John, what do you think? I think that I'm happy to be here and that I'm the late career Adam Sandler of the group. Hi, everybody. <laughs> it's John Jagger. Yay. Welcome, John. Thank you for being on the show. It's your first time uh, on the show. And, it is. And I'm keeping the best for last. Uh, Jocelyn Moffat is joining us as well. Woohoo. Aw, thanks, Patrick. <laughs> I'm very glad to have you back. Um, how, so you were telling me that you made a huge effort of going to, to bed as early as possible, and uh, that meant you could wake up early enough to do the show, but it's still very hard uh, for you oh, to be up struggle. at what? It's like 10 a.m. your time? It's 10. <laughs> Man. 
Wow. Of a podcaster slash streamer, man. It's rough. <laughs> I well, did it, though. I made it to bed by 3.30. I was so good. Oh, nice. Me too. <laughs> I'm very honored and proud that you made that I was staying up watching Death Note instead of going to bed, so that's why I oh, said Oh, the movie? Apparently it's not very no, good. No, the show. Anime? Okay. The anime. Yeah. Mm, probably better. I have to watch that. <laughs> anime um i heard the show was all right they're the live action yeah. thing no, oh that's not. you you should not be saying that scott that is <laughs> not what people who have any kind of sense should, should be hearing or you know maybe look at your friends uh, uh, another time and reevaluate because <laughs> that's not Listen, what i'm the only, the only experience i have with death note is when they replace that guy with the apple and the pen but with the death note guy have you seen that where the pineapple pineapple pen pineapple or whatever that guy dancing doing his little dance the, the weird meme guy they use the death note guy instead and that's it that's all i know so uh, i have zero so i understand I that anyone, you're hearing good anyone things, knows right? what you're talking about no i no idea <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna put it in this discord channel later and you all can enjoy it the way i did which is I'm certain we will um, yeah. So we're going to be covering the games that we enjoyed, but you know, no transition. We're going to be en- uh, <laughs> covering the games that we enjoyed the most uh, throughout this year. We don't have necessarily a, a, a ranked top. Uh, it's just going to be our favorite games. And uh, before we do that, I do have a couple of tiny little tidbits of notes uh, of news, actually, uh, that I do want to cover. The first one is something, you know, I'm I'm <laughs> until the end of the year will have had to talk about loot boxes. But this is pretty big. So as much as I would like not to talk about loot boxes, I'm going to uh, swallow up my pride and do it one last time because Apple has changed uh, their terms of use for developers and specified that if you want to get a game or basically any kind of application on the App Store, you must disclose the odds of receiving anything Um in loot boxes before the purchase takes place and that is uh, a little bit uh, well it's surprising that apple would do this but i think it might actually create a precedent that will uh that will set the tone for the entire industry i think they've delivered the final well i'm not certain but i think they might have delivered the the final verdict on loot boxes and it might propagate to to the rest of the industry as well you're going to have to indicate so we we're not sure um if you have to uh mention it before every single purchase but it has to be somewhere and if it is somewhere then it will surface in the store right yeah Yeah. it's a bit significant in the sense that it's the app store and people forget that this loot box controversy that we're all having in the console and pc world now uh really has its roots in mobile or, or certainly that's where it was propagated the most and yeah it's the core of that that monetization method for sure sure so so you know it is kind of going at the root a little bit it's i'm i don't know you know <clears throat> you could argue the damage is done and maybe this doesn't make that big of a difference at this point but but I'm very curious to see the, the actual effect over time of this. It's it's mm. a curious. Yeah, problem. people are clamoring for the and- Android um, store to do the same thing, the Google Play store to do the same thing. So, um, if I it think it's going to propagate. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, if, if it turns out being successful, I, I think that it it'll be interesting um, for those of you that that go into the store to actually buy a physical version of something. Um, it maybe the ESRB will start putting it on on the actual box, which would be interesting. 
Oh yeah, imagine that. Wow. Yeah. yeah that, well, I I would not be surprised if we got to a place like that. We already know. Right. Just just to stop, um, like the ESR, the just to stop people from, like lawyers or not lawyers, but lawmakers <laughs> from passing laws. You know. Yeah. I think so, now that Apple has basically shown, well, not shown the way, but made a precedent, um, it can it can it's very easy to imagine that it would sp- spread to the rest of the industry because you, mm-hmm. there's something you can point to and go, well, they're doing it. Why aren't you? And and I've always <laughs> said, you know, I think this. I, I've said a few times. I I thought this was where we were going to end end up, and I never thought that a ban on on loot boxes was any kind of realistic. Um, but I'm surprised it's it's coming from there. And I think Apple might have been the um, the the catalyst that is creating this. But we'll see. Well, and I th- I think if it waylays people's concerns, then that's that's probably a good thing. Yeah. I don't know if this yeah. is a testament to me being a bad consumer or a good consumer, <laughs> but for me personally, it could pop up and say, "Hey, John, I know you're about to buy that loot box, but you've got a point two seven percent chance of getting what you want in it." I mean, at that point, I've already committed. I'm going to do it. Um, I don't know. I I've, think it might stop some people, but it, I think I think, I think it might be good for, for parental controls, right? Huh, Just what what did you say? I said I think it's definitely going to stop some people, and mm. I I really liked your point about the whole idea of it propagating over to the kind of more traditional gaming industry, and I think the the company that's probably going to get hit by this as like the biggest, most traditional type game company is probably actually going to be Blizzard because Hearthstone is mm. huge on mobile. Yeah. And if they have to, you know, on mobile, say you have a 0.05% chance of opening a legendary in each pack, then I think, you know, that's going to, you know, obviously Reddit's going to jump all over that. And then once they have to do it in one Blizzard game, then I think the communities are going to call for it to go into the other Blizzard games. Then yeah. you're going to see Overwatch and Heroes have to do it. And from there, I think the precedent is going to be set in the more mainstream, larger companies. So right. I think that this is actually really huge. Yeah. Assuming that they say that card packs are loot boxes, which let's be honest, that's what they are. Oh yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. I don't think they can they can deny that they are and, and they won't. Um and then yeah. there's the whole question about, you know, the percentage and the pity timer. How do you integrate this into mm, the operation yeah, right. and all of that? But well, and there's no way they they narrowly define this as a box with loot. Like they're going to have to <laughs> Oh yeah, of course. have to broaden that out and say uh, a thing you get it's got to be randomized in that purchases, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, yes. that, it's what they say already. Be. They're basically saying loot boxes and similar uh, transactions or something right. like that. So, um, so that's the loot box conversation. Uh, John, I think we interrupted you. Did you want to add something? No, I just Excellent. wanted everybody to know that I'm a bad consumer. That, that <laughs> when I make I up my mind to buy a loot box, I'm going to do it, dang it. Even if people are going, don't do it, John, it's a trap. I'm, I've like, committed at that point. Seriously, if the thing you want is 0.05% chance of dropping, you're still going to buy the thing? You know that scene in Aladdin where Abu sees the giant gem and everyone's like, hey, we were told one thing, don't touch the treasure, and he just walks towards it mindlessly? Like, that's me when I decide I'm going to buy a loot box. Like, I, I just become that. Well, I'm curious to hear if you have decided to buy uh, one of the most expensive games on the Apple Store ever. Um, Civilization Six has come to the iPad. It's basically almost complete feature it's feature complete and almost entirely the same as it is on pc um and it costs so you can play a little bit 
before you have to shell out the money but once you do the cost of the full game is 60 bucks it's a, well, a completely late, late breaking news late breaking news the uh that just went on sale on steam for 29 and in the game or the the uh, i've been playing it on my ipad pro and to answer your original question yes i did uh, of course i freaking bought it are you kidding me this is the greatest <laughs> but it, it's ever. only 30 bucks right until the end of the year until the fourth correct so if you buy it now you'll get it for 30 uh, that's people say, oh, well, that's a lot of money for a tablet game. This is a full blown feature filled uh, expansion ready. All of that stuff version of this game. And it's stupid dumb not to pick it up for 30. It's so that's good. awesome that they that they cut the price on iOS, too. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, for sales yeah. and stuff. Even really even cool. without a price cut. I think this is amazing it's the literal opposite of loot boxes and microtransactions it's like <laughs> we have a freaking awesome game pay us 60 bucks and you get it yeah, even yeah. at full 60 dollars, i would totally do this i wish all mobile games did this i said the so same thing with it? nintendo and they did super mario run i didn't i don't have an apple phone anymore so i didn't oh. realize that this was available but <laughs> now that i know i definitely will pick it up because i love civilization well, I think, I and think it's, it's perfect iPad for porting to the ipad it's like well, yes, I, I do have an iPad. Yeah, I oh, have an okay. iPad. I just I the only thing I, it's my literally my Hearthstone machine. It's the only thing I use it for. So well, <laughs> now it can be your Hearthstone and your Civilization Six machine. Exactly. Excellent. Yeah, yeah it's I really interesting. It last because... night, you know, the wee hours, and it's stupid good. I'm telling yeah. you guys, you it's a mistake to get it because you'll never do anything else. It's really <laughs> that's good. always my problem with Civ. Always. Scott's toilet time just exploded. Yeah, no, oh, I'm yeah. not entirely intended. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not a big save fan, um, but I definitely. I mean, it is extremely significant. And and the thing is, people are gonna. Some people are gonna think, well, they're not gonna sell many, um, but gamers might be interested. And of course, they don't need to sell nearly as many as uh, any other game in order to make it successful. And there again, it could potentially set a precedent it could be that some uh, developers now think if this works out which it very much might uh maybe we can get other games that are you know that fit the ipad uh, control method uh the touch control method to to that ipad and and get them for full price we don't have to sell it for three bucks or five bucks or maybe we just go all in and sell it for 50 or 60 so we'll see how it goes but it's definitely a, a, a breaking of the general mold um all right you know what i think the time has come to cover the actual favorite games from 2017. And um, I was joking that uh, earlier before we started the show that our uh, lineup is very similar. We all have almost the same games. And actually, that's what I was expecting in my French show, which I did a few days ago. And they all had like very different games. But I think we're more like in, in, uh, in sync on the kind of games we like. But I'm curious to hear you guys uh, talk about them and, and defend them. So um, I, that's probably not going to be difficult but first let's um go over i did this on my french show as well uh i i made a poll and asked my listeners to vote on their favorite games it was they had to select five of them and they there was no ranking so i selected all of the games that got uh 10% of the votes or more and i'm going to go through them and you can tell me um what you think of the game in one word basically either buy it uh get it on Stewart. sale 
So Those buy it, words. get it on sale. Okay. <laughs> buy, sale, uh, pass, or I didn't play it. That's more than two words. So yes. we, we're going to go in the, in the order. Uh, Scott, Joss, John, Ed, and then me. Okay? Right. Is it clear? Sounds like the worst, worst yep. law firm of all time. All right, go. <laughs> um, so Zelda. Uh, oh, wait, I'm starting? Yes. It's Scott, uh, Joss, John, Ed, and me, the worst law firm of all time. Scott. Only uh, must buy unless you really hate breaking weapons. That is, no, you can't say that. <laughs> You're not following the rules. Right. Scott, rules, rules already exist broken. for a reason, Scott. All right, must buy. Okay. You have to get it. Joss. Sale. Oh, technically broke the rules. Sale? Okay. Wow. Sale. Really? Oof. All right, John. Probably because probably because he break weapons. Yeah. Did, didn't play it. Okay. Oh man, definitely buy. Oh yeah, buy. Of course. What are you smoking? <laughs> okay, uh, Mario. Buy a hundred percent. Buy. Didn't play it. <laughs> Someone buy. doesn't have a switch. <laughs> buy. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, that's me again. Sorry. Uh, buy, <laughs> buy, 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 three buys, triple okay, buy. Okay, triple buy. Buy, 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 buy. <laughs> Many buys, John. Buy. Buy the complete edition. Oh, the one with the expansion? Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. Uh, buy for me as well. Assassin's Creed Origins. 100% buy. Love it. Eh, sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sale. Sale. Oh. Sale. <laughs> it's a sale for me oh my as well. Gosh. You guys, <laughs> wait a minute. Can I have a moment here? Who well, we're going to talk about them a little bit because right. I think we, yeah. All right. Uh, Near Automata, which is very popular in France. I think it's not as popular in, in the US. Um, mm, I don't know about that. Okay. Well, uh, so Near didn't play it. I guess so. I didn't play it either, but I've heard it's fantastic. Mm hmm. I'm going to say buy with a question mark at the end. Okay, that's fair <laughs> enough. Sell. And I'm going to say do not buy. Ooh. I did not like that game. <laughs> many reasons i i went i almost fought with my french friends like almost physically if we had been in the same room there would have been things thrown uh and we actually recorded a full hour and a half episode discussing why uh they loved it and i didn't um there's some good things but very few and it takes really long to get to them but uh, no i just want to say everybody here is right everything everybody just said about that game is right it is so <laughs> niche and so specific <laughs> it's it literally hits every category i think but it sold like hotcakes well so that's crazy. the inter i think it sold like two million which is huge uh -huh. for that game but it's not you know one of the games that everyone has and everyone played um yeah Yeah. In France, actually, I think every game lover uh, has played it to an extent. But I think in the US, it's not quite the case. We have a, a very deep love relationship with the, the Japanese game industry. It's just interesting because that game went from being like the original Nier or even the Drakengard series to being like very knit niche RPGs mm. to now it's going to become a franchise because of the success of, of yeah. Automata, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely not a buy for me. Uh, <laughs> PUBG, Scott. Uh, get, uh, yeah, get, get. Buy. Buy. 
There's three words, Scott. Three words to remember. It's not that hard. It's throwing me off for some reason. Yes, bye. B-U-Y. Bye. Yeah. Joss. Oh, that's a tough one. Sale. Oh, jeez. There's no such thing as PUBG going on sale. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. That's that's true, that's <laughs> I just feel uh, bad because it's so broken. Saying, telling mm. anyone to spend money on it. Well, it's released <laughs> now. It's 1.0. So, yeah. uh, John, buy, get it, get in on the zeitgeist before the zeitgeist is gone. Mm-hmm. Well, not only before. This is more. John and I had an experience recently with the, its chief competitor. Now these days, that Fortnite uh, battle royale mode. And the same problem exists there as exists in PUBG, which is uh, everybody who's in there 24 hours a day is a trillion times better than you by a factor of a billion jillion. So <laughs> if you don't get in now and get good at it, you just die a lot and you wonder why you're doing it. So it, I am kind of on the bubble of buy or mm. wait for a sale because there is that factor. It's got nothing to do with the game. It's got to do with a rabid Overskilled player base that make new players feel like uh, poopy poop. Uh, Ed. Ed didn't play. Whoa, wow, really? What? Whoa. what? That surprises me. I don't know why that surprised me. No, it's because everyone's played it, and it's it's thirty yeah. bucks. It's what? Okay. Um, I played it. <laughs> I didn't like it. I think it's no. I would say don't buy. Just no. Listen, you're French. I get it. It's fine. <laughs> no uh, Cuphead. Uh, uh, ooh, a, a very qualified buy. Mm-hmm. Didn't play, but I watched a lot of it. But I know it's way <laughs> above my skill level, so I didn't buy it. Fair <laughs> enough. I think people should. Fair enough. She just she just described my qualification. It's right. Right. Yeah. John. Yeah. yeah, mine's a mix of didn't. Didn't play, but maybe sale, because I think I'm in the same boat. It's like I saw a lot of it, and I know that it's going to be a frustration simulator for me. <laughs> uh, so maybe I will pick it up now that it's on sale, because it looks so good, but I yeah, didn't play it. Fair enough. Yeah. Ed? I don't know what game we're talking about. Cuphead. Cuphead. Oh, Cuphead. The thing, uh, like the cartoon, 30s cartoon thing. Okay, well, I played it at PAX, but I had, didn't play for real. Um, yeah, I'm going to say sale but because I didn't play it, but I kind of want to, yeah, but sale. I don't want to pay full price because I know it's going to be just like John's life uh, frustration. Is that what you said? <laughs> um, yep. No, nope, yeah. you got it right. It's exactly. not what I said, but you are spot on 100%. Accurate. I would love to play that on the Switch. Oh, John's yeah. life? I don't think it's going to be very interesting. <laughs> no. It's not, John's hey, life. On. John, uh, download John's life. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. I was, gifted, I was gifted that game. I'm not sure I would have bought it without that. So, you know, the, it is a very qualified. Like, it's awesome. But it's, it is a frustration simulator. Like, straight mm-hmm. up, John's absolutely correct. And so, if you're into that sort of thing... This is this is like the best game of the year for you. And if you're not into that sort of thing, you try to get it on a super sale because it's it's yeah. it's a real neat thing to see. But you're going to be banging your head against that thing. And and it's I mean, like, like Dark Souls for platformers. Why would I put myself through that? <laughs> well, I put myself through near, so I think other people can can do a little have a little bit of that experience. Uh, it's not that hard though. It's a different kind of challenge. Uh, Persona Five. <laughs> I'm guessing many people didn't play. Uh, I own it. It's sitting right here in an, in a plastic wrapped package, and I haven't played it yet, so I, I can't speak yet to it. 
but I got it because of you, Patrick. Because of you. What? I did it because of you, Dad. Me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you I say? Me, you said to me, I know that you're not a big anime guy and you're not super into this stuff. This is a few pixels ago and we were just having a conversation about it, but you were raving about how five was so good and and that you love these games and that I should maybe think about it. Well, I thought about it. Here it is. Here it sits, uh, wrapped and ready okay. to put stick in a PlayStation. Well, I must have been in, you know, I, I, I don't know, because I think it's really not a game for you. I, 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 I would not recommend it for you, Scott. I think it's everything you hate. Um, no, that's, I'm ready to play and then and then hate, give on, you, it. hate on you. Yeah, okay, forgive me. That's fair <laughs> Joss. Didn't play. John. Didn't play, but man, thank you, Patrick, because Scott owning Persona 5 is perhaps my biggest surprise of this entire year. <laughs> I played 4, for the record. I played, I, it was all right. I thought it was a little too relationshipy and shit, but it was fine in the I, end. Yeah, was, 5 is no different, so I don't... Well, all yeah. right then. Better graphics, right? I get that. Yeah, kind of. It, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a PS3 game that was co-developed for the PS4 as well. So it's not like the graphics are anything. I mean, the the style, yes, it's def- the design how, how is amazing. Time, but how much time am I going to be at a mall sitting there talking to people? How much? How long uh, is that? Not in a mall, but in other similarly mundane places. Great, I'm ready. <laughs> Ed, uh, I did not play it, but I want to. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, for me, it would be a if you don't already have it, it means it's probably not for you. That's not the answers I was uh, instructing people to give, but damn it, this is a dictatorship and I can do what I want. Uh, Mario Kart. I mean, it's uh, the 8, it's kind of a re-release. 100% buy. I know yeah. it's a re-release, but yeah. it's the best Mario Kart ever and my favorite racer in a few years. I love it. It's awesome. Buy it. Joss? Yeah, I'd say if you haven't already played it on the Wii U, then definitely buy it for the Switch for sure. Well, John doesn't have a Switch, and we all hate I, him, so that's... Yeah, exactly. I didn't, yeah, we're I didn't just going to skip it, him. So take this as a Christmas list opportunity. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> very, very clever, John. Uh, Ed? I would say sale, but the mm. only reason I bought it was because there was a big drought of games on the Switch in the summer. That's fair I enough. I wanted yeah. something to use my Switch on. <laughs> Um, and you already know if you like Mario Kart or not, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, Hollow Knight, Scott. Uh, Hollow Knight, remind me. Uh, Hollow Knight is this very, uh, very well drawn Metroidvania where you play a bug and you're in a world of bugs, but it's kind of like Disney E uh oh, design. I did play this. I uh, uh sale because I bought it, didn't like it, and returned it on oh, Steam. Boy. Oh wow. Okay. That is a hot I'm, take right there. I'm Holy really cow. Surprised. I'm really surprised how little I liked it because um I like Metroidvania games like as a rule. I've always liked them and I like variations on them, which I'll get to later in my list. But uh for whatever reason that thing just did not do it for oh, me. Oh my gosh. Mm. Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, I sense Ed is going to have a different opinion. Uh, Joss, <laughs> did you play Hollow Knight? I didn't play, no. Okay, John? I didn't play it. Ed? Bye. 
It's on sale right now. Bye bye. Yeah. Oh, if it's on sale. Well, then maybe. Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna buy it again and return it. <laughs> I'll say. I'll say sale as well. Uh, it's one of those games you either get into it or not. But maybe it's worth. Like so many people love it. It's, it's worth. It's like a forty-hour game, and it's fifteen, fifteen bucks, mm. ten bucks right now. So, Wolfenstein 2. Oh my lord. Um, I own it. Because like they had that crazy, why is this on sale? Like a week after it was new <laughs> deal, so I picked it up because John told me to, uh, and I, it's just on my list of things I still need to play this year. So I expect to really like it because I love the last one. But right now, I can't say I didn't play it. Joss, same. I own it, but I haven't played it yet. Right, <laughs> Too John? much came out late 2017. Everybody should buy this game, and it sounds like they have. So everybody should play this game. <laughs> Ed, what about you? If you're in my spot, play the first one and then buy the second one. Mm, I'd say that's a, a fair assessment. But yeah, Wolfenstein 2, it's a buy, 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 buy. Do we have uh, to call it Wolfenstein? Do we have to do it that way or, or are we allowed to say it the normal way? Which way do we have? The normal way, the American way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I only pronounce it actually Wolfenstein 2. That's the way I, like I, I say it. Really good. All right. Never yeah. mind. I like it. Okay, like uh, Divinity Original Sin 2, Scott. Uh, buy. It's really neat. I wish I had more time to throw into it, but it's, yeah, it's a buy. It's great. Jocelyn? Fail. Okay, John? Oh, that hurt to hear. Buy. It's so good. Everybody buy. Ed? Yeah, D&D. It's D&D uh, realized. It's amazing. That's a sale. Oh. Yes! <laughs> and I will hurt everyone on this panel and say, oh, no, he's just don't saying, no, buy. buy. Oh my gosh! I did no. not like that game. I think it's a it's it's another one of those games that the the audience it is for will adore it, and those who don't already know they want it are probably not going to get into it. And I have a lot of problems with the game, but I think everyone should play it. Nah. All right. Well. You know what? We're going to get other opportunities to talk about all of these games. And just as a reminder, this was the top uh, that my French listeners voted on. And uh, Zelda got 60% of the votes. So 60% of the people put it in as one of their favorite games. Mario got 40%. Uh, Horizon 22, Assassin's Creed Origins 20, and then it goes down from, from there, uh, down to 10 for Divinity 2. So... Pretty pretty good list there, but let's get into our lists. And uh, Scott, you're going to tell us about your favorite games and tell us why you like each one, and then we can chime in. And I think many of your games, as I mentioned, are on everyone else's lists. So yes. you're kind of going to be the, 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 the first one to uh, go almost for everyone, but we'll comment. So okay. no specific order, which are your favorite games of this year? Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I may as well start with... Mario, since it's on a lot of people's lists outside of John's, since he didn't play it, but um, <laughs> Mario <clears throat> Odyssey, Super Mario Odyssey is, is uh, and again, I know we're not supposed to rank them, but it's easily my favorite game of the year, so there, I just did it, I ranked it. Um, <laughs> I think it is uh, everything I love about video games, and... Uh, reminded me of everything I that brought me into the world of gaming when I was a kid, uh, just personified in a modern example of video gaming. I love, love, love it. Um, it's, it's decision to move to a more open world format and to break some conventions of Mario without, uh, ruining the soul of what makes Mario Mario is nothing short of brilliant. And 
I could play. I can, I mean, I pl- expect to be playing that well into 2018, uh, taking my time, getting every last moon. Um, I thought that was an incredible video game. I did you that. did you finish the um, the last level the 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 hard one the darker side the dark dark side yeah no. <laughs> the really no, dark not side yet. No. okay I mean I I'll, I'll be honest when I played so when I played through the initial campaign or you know the initial game I was hardcore as binging it like it was Netflix or something just bah, I can't get enough of this and I wouldn't stop and. Uh, once I got it all, I was like, all right, now I don't have to be like that. I can just sort of pick it up and, oh, I found some cool moons. And if I didn't know where they were before, I can go online and see if somebody knows where that weird hidden moon is. And, you know, I'm just kind of taking my time with it, which I am really enjoying. So fair enough. One thing I really appreciate is they make it very easy for you to find moons that are like hidden but not like too easy. Like you can, you can, you can, there's two ways to do it. You talk to the bird and they give you the name or you talk to toad and they give you the location. Well, right. you pay them coins, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Right. And um, the, the amiibo thing is just a nice yeah. little thing for that. And I don't know, man, that thing, well, it's just a, it's just a, just thinking about it makes me glad that video games exist and that <laughs> we've come so far and that Nintendo has continued to be a thing and that they'll never go away like i just love it so good joss you put it in your list too i did and my favorite part of the game was uh kind of what scott was alluding to with the like rushing through the campaign and feeling like you really had to get that story done because the the game was so great and then for me it was the surprise at the end of the story that like you'd played Mm. like 10 percent of the game Mm. and then it the whole thing opens up and it's like the story felt like a tutorial and now you just had this big world to explore and all these different places to go back to and added content new moons like just all kinds of stuff but it also gave you this like kind of persistent world like you know the fight with bowser happened and then that was awesome sorry just a second like, scott oh. we're getting a little bit of echo from you are you using your if you're using your uh uh speakers uh, can you turn them down a bit shouldn't be using any you should, i'm on um, headphones you shouldn't oh, be getting that's any. weird okay yeah. um maybe your headphones are too loud uh sorry keep going joss i was just gonna say you know like um the the fight with bowser happened and then you know peach is off doing her own thing and you can go find her and she's traveling like it very much takes place after the story and they're just like, yes, all this stuff happened as opposed to um, say like Zelda or horizon that like have this big boss fight at the end. And then you're kind of transported back to before that, if you want to do any end game stuff. And I much prefer the way Odyssey did it where they're like, no, that stuff happened. It's over. Move on. This is like post Bowser story. Here's your world to play in. And I much prefer that style. So Mm. it was a very like, happy thing that i found out when i finished the uh, campaign of mario is that there was so much left to do afterwards and it was actually afterwards yeah yeah i really like that aspect as well um i love the fact that it's uh a little you know the the i think the design of some of the moons is a little bit obviously it's very easy to get them but it gives you it works with the switch because if you're you know on the go and you have just mm-hmm. a couple of minutes to sink into the game then it's you can actually achieve something and get a couple of moons and or do something and that really works for it and if you want to sit down and just go nuts and play for three hours you can do that as well um i i just I think 
the thing that I enjoyed the most is how happy this game makes you. Like every time you do something, <laughs> it makes you smile and it makes you... I, I think I said this when I uh, talked about it when it came out. I'm not one for the, oh, I, it makes me feel like a little kid and it's so nice to feel like you're young again. And I think this is kind of BS. Um, but... <laughs> but... You this heartless old man. No, I but it's like, I, I, I like to enjoy stuff from now. You know, I don't have this kind of uh, uh, obsessive rose-colored glasses look on on the past that makes it look better than it was. And I like my childhood. I think now it's probably better. Um, but that game sort of showed me the joy of games in a way that is uh less prominent today it's just pure like when you capture a new uh, uh enemy it's just joyful the way you you con control yeah. them and like it's just it's just so and i kept going back to it because i wanted to feel that happiness you know <laughs> that that so could apply guys... to either either mario or drugs but mario has less <laughs> side effects right so i, I was one thing i i really liked is um there's some parts where I was trying to solve a puzzle without using like the, the hat, not because I was being a crazy gamer or whatever. I was just, I was just trying to do it. And then I realized that I could take over the, the little caterpillar things in the lost kingdom. <laughs> and all of a sudden it made like all the platforming way easier. Like there's one part where you have to like jump between things or I thought you well, had to yeah, jump between things. But you get the caterpillar, and then you can just like. Why would you not go use off? the main feature of the game? I didn't think about it. I, I honestly didn't think about it. But if I tried hard enough, I could have gotten that star without going the way. So basically, mm. what I'm saying is that there are many different ways to unlock these moons in such a way that that makes it really rewarding and, yeah. and a good feeling when when you go to unlock them. Yeah, that's, um, that's very true. I had a completely different experience than Scott and Jocelyn did because I did not rush through the story at all. I went into a world, I got like a, a number of moons, and I did the story battle, and then I kept doing a number of moons, and I didn't, well, wasn't a completionist about it, but. Well, okay. I binged mine on the way home from BlizzCon, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will say, uh, oh, actually, I have a question. Who beat the darker side level? I did. Okay. I uh, did not, so that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. I have not uh, yet, but I intend to. It, it is hard, but what I really enjoyed, which some people yelled Dark Souls at me when I said it, was I really enjoyed the fact that when you first get to it, it seems impossible. Like, it yeah. complete, it's completely ridiculously dumb. And the more you, you bang your head against it, the, the better you get at it and then it becomes very it, it becomes almost trivial like by the end i was going to almost the 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 you final section without getting hit once you know and and so the entire game feels like a tutorial for that and it gives you all of the tools it's not like dark souls where you're you're being frustrated from the get-go i feel I, that's my you know the way i look at it but um that was very re rewarding at the end when I when I got there. So anyway, um, all right. So Mario, now your second game, Scott. Uh, all right. For me, the second game I'll mention is Dead Cells. Uh, this was a Ooh. 
a small indie game is is a small indie game, I should say, and technically it's still in early access. So I, I, I this may be a bit of a cheat, given that it's not fully a 1.0 product on Steam yet. However, uh, speaking of sort of uh, Metroidvania style games and that sort of thing, uh, that's one of these, and um, I absolutely love this game. So basically. Um, it's uh, how do I describe this game well, in a way that it's Metroidvania in a roguelike or in a roguelike. There yeah. you go. It's, it's it's exactly what it is. And if you say roguelike, I'm pretty much in. It doesn't matter what game you're describing <laughs> to me. I'll play it. Uh, it. It will get me into old games when they add a mode like that. I'll play any game with that description. And even if it sucks, I'll still give it a shot. So that's what I did here. And I love it. Um, it's awesome. Basically, it's got this really cool kind of retro art style uh, that really works for me. Um, so kind you, of 3D pixel art type, which is very interesting and different. Yeah, 3D-ish. I mean, I wouldn't... I don't know. It's not well, 2D. Well, I mean, it's, it's rendered in 3D, but it's it's completely 2D. But the, the, the pixelized look works kind of strangely because it's rendered in 3D. And so you have the animations that are so... And the, the particle effects and everything, which... You don't see it's 3D, I guess I should specify. Yeah, that. it's a very cool trick that they're they're pulling there because what you end yeah. up with is some really fantastic animation and, and particle effects and things that probably aren't possible if you're working purely in a 3D or in a 2D engine. But it's uh, just so compelling. I just want to keep going and, and, and go back and try again. You unlock new weapons and abilities as you find them. It's always randomized. Uh, when you die, it's pretty hardcore, but you go back with your some cash, so you can afford some stuff and it's not too bad. Uh, the enemies are super challenging. It's just awesome. I love the tone of it, the feel of it, the music. Everything's really cool. Uh, so, yeah, it's as if they, I mean, they really did. It feels like a game's made for me. I know there's plenty of people who love that kind of game, but the minute I got in, I went, oh, okay, here we go. And they've <laughs> done nothing but improve it and polish it and make it better and better. Uh, I fully expect the the final version of that to be something special so uh yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's been improved a lot um have you played did you play it patrick i didn't know if you'd played that yeah, yeah. i bought it um a well in summer i think uh I enjoyed it well and well enough at the time but not i didn't jump into it as much as you did and uh people have been telling me get back into it it's it's been improved significantly so i might launch it again and uh did you know that this is a uh french company making it no, I no idea. No, I oh, didn't know that. Now important. he hates it. Are they all cranky? <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. Are, are they all cranky about it and think everything sucks? Or they're 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 probably all right, right? They're uh, okay. I think they're they're the good kind of French company. <laughs> oh, good. Well, yeah. No, I uh, actually I'm of the opinion that French developers and publishers right now are my are are killing it. Um, oh, you almost I, I, said my favorite. That was that would have been I too much. <laughs> I almost did, but like Ubisoft is my developer of the year because I absolutely love the fact that the games that they've been putting out over the last couple of years few years they have been backing with all sorts of uh after sale sort of yeah let's like support our stuff if it's broken let's fix it Uh, let's polish this out let's make it better like i i don't know what's going on over there but i there's certainly a lot to be learned right now from ubisoft those guys are killing it but anyway good dead cells totally worth it it's like 15 bucks it's dumb not mm. to get it if you if the word roguelike means anything to you uh it's it's, it's a stupid easy buy 
you're making me want to go play it again. Uh, if nothing else, go check out a video and look at it because it just looks amazing. And I think yeah. this is a pretty good game to stream as well. I'm looking at you, Joss. Uh, it might be fun <laughs> to, to stream at some point. Um, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Uh, all right, so no one else knows Dead Cells. Uh, no, I oh, you I, do? I really loved that game. It was it was one that it's my this year's. I just feel like playing something, you know, where you just kind of want to put something on in the background. You just kind of want to tone out a little bit and just and just play a game. Like that was Dead Cells for me this year. So uh, that game was uh, wasn't on my list, but it was very very high uh, on mm. a bigger list. Oh, yeah. there you go. Glad you said it that way. That's a great way to look at it. It's a great thing to just like put on old reruns of Seinfeld, sit back, fight your way through stuff. You don't have to pay attention to a story. It's just a just a great Mechanical, way to zone yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh all right, next game, Scott. Uh, I'll go ahead and get it out of the way. Assassin's Creed Origins, I think, is the best Assassin's Creed they've done since Brotherhood and is uh incredibly deep, big, awesome, and amazing. Um I'm partial partial to it. Admittedly, because it's set in ancient Egypt, which is a, a setting and a, and a place and a time and a myth that I just freaking love. I mean, the mythological part of it, not that ancient Egypt was a myth. But... <laughs> the mythical land of ancient Egypt and the pharaohs. Yeah, never like, existed. You know, obelisks and, and Ra yeah, yeah, and, no, of freaking, course, yeah. and all that stuff. I love it so much. I, I want to be there all the time. And, and this game lets me do that. <laughs> Um, it's really good. It's the, I really do think it's the best they've done. And they, and they turned it into, in many ways, a straight up RPG. You, you get loot and the numbers go up and this weapon's better and sweet. I just found this off the body of a guard and it's better than it was. And, and the combat uh, system has been revamped and yeah, yeah, completely revamped. It plays a little bit more like, I don't want this to scare anybody because it doesn't mean it's harder. It just means that they've gone for the style choice, but it plays uh, a bit like, dark souls in the combat yeah it doesn't it's not hard no like wonder i no. didn't like it it's much more it's much easier yeah it's not hard at yeah, all yeah no it is it is it, but yeah. it definitely borrows from that um i like half the it. industry if we're being yeah. honest but yeah i mean i'm talking about, <laughs> yeah. talking about how much i'd love it i'd love a good stealth game period like any and i approach everything from a stealth perspective i'd rather do that than fight this game lets me do that um I will always play a stealth game, so it's another, you know, kind of I'm already in sort of thing. But um, I feel like this was a chance for the the AC team to take a year off, which they did, to sort of assess a lot of systems and think about what the game should be moving forward. And I th- I'm extremely pleased with what the result is, and I really mm-hmm. quite like it. It's in my probably top three of the year. I love it. Uh, just to be clear, I don't think they took a year off and and you know went on vacation in in Hawaii. Uh, they, no, no, they no, took no, a no. year off putting the game out to flesh out the next one. Yeah, they took an extra. Let's say it that way. They took an yeah. extra year to develop it, rather than this year on year Call of Duty kind right, of thing. Right. They they did that, and and I'm much the. I, I think we're if people are giving this thing a shot, it's it's. I can tell that they did that. Like it's mm-hmm. it's obvious to me that a lot of time, love, and effort was put into this thing, and. And that I think the team really did well. So anyway, I love it. If you like Assassin's Creed, even in a passing way, this is a great return to the to the uh, to the when the series was at its best. I would put this right up there, probably better than, but right up there with Brotherhood, uh, Black Flag, and this are your are your mm-hmm. top three in the series. All right. Uh, anyone else has anything to say about AC Origins? Nope. Let's move no, on. Next. Good. 
Uh, yeah, it's like not good things. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I need to get back to it. It's one of those I need to spend a little bit more time with it. Um, next game, Scott. All right. Uh, so let's see here. Let's do uh, Zelda's amazing. Uh, the only thing I would say uh, is that if my weapon didn't break, it might be my favorite game <laughs> of the last five years. But because my weapon breaks all the time, it it made it sit behind Mario and others this year. I'm really bummed out about that. I if think the weapon like, didn't break as often, you wouldn't have you wouldn't use as much variety, though. You're totally yeah, right. Point, yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. However, <clears throat> as a as a long term, lifelong RPGer, I would st- I, if the numbers go up and the weapons I'm getting are better, I'd still try new stuff. Like I know I, I realize that that yeah, that's true. forces you to do it. But I'm not so convinced that that's all I do. So, so I I I, do, I agree with you there. But I I think that the I think I actually found myself not wanting to use really strong weapons because I was worried they were going to break. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. annoying. No, you're you're that right. Sucks. You're right. That sucks. Now that and not being able to climb up a cliff because it's wet—that's some bull crap. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or oh, getting so most great. of the way up and then slipping. Yeah, <laughs> that's the whole, start training. Oh my god, oh, that's so that, you're all terrible. I disagree completely. There, yeah. that's that's a that. great part of that game. Yeah. In some in some ways, it's like they they speaking of Dark Souls, they just they just made things harder than they should have been, and they weren't rewarding otherwise. So what? It's the only bummer they have with that game. Everything else about okay. that game is genius and mm-hmm. makes it one of the most important best games of all time. Like I'm willing to say that about it. I'm just right, saying right, right. just take away my breaking weapons and my damn slippery rocks and I'm good. <laughs> so I have a I have a couple of other problems with the game. I think that the the through line of the main quest was kind of weak and the puzzles that you got from the 120 shrines weren't nearly as um, complex as some of the previous Zelda's games because they were so small and short and one-off things, and that was kind of disappointing to me um, as a as a lifetime Zelda fan. I mean, I I've loved it since I played the original Oracle of Seasons was my, Oracle Ages was my first one, and then I've since played every single one of them. I will say that this game is also. I mean, okay, here's how I will summarize it. When you get, when you first get out of the original zone, um, you get the quest to defeat Ganon. Mm-hmm. And 15 hours later, or 20 hours later, or 40 hours later, when you finally defeat Ganon, you, you, you get that quest, you know, crossed off. And it feel mm-hmm. it's you sort of go back to the beginning, and it's like seeing your your entire game time in reverse, and you're like, and you go back to the beginning, and you're like, you've done it, and and it takes you through the entirety of the game, and it's like, oh my god, I've been on such an incredible journey, and every mountain I saw in the in the distance, and I I went to and had to get some warmer clothes and i and i climbed like somewhere i didn't think i was going to get to and the monsters i fought and the lionels and the and it this whole i have never felt or not in a very long time felt such a sense of breath and wilderness <laughs> and adventure <laughs> than i did in in that game i think it's it it achieves something that is very special 
it is crazy how expansive and varied the different regions really do feel. Um, and it doesn't more it doesn't do it through like color palettes as much as like maybe Ocarina of Time does, where you go into the desert and it's like yellow because everything's sand, you know. But they 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 do <laughs> they do a little bit more. They 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 give you the feeling of um the the weather effects that you have in different areas and the the different people that are in the different areas and stuff like that it this game i the, my my problem with it is with it as a zelda game but i as a game i think it's one of the best games that has ever been made mm, yeah wow that's a that's big, big way to put it but i think i agree I think I agree with that. Um, Scott, we've been yelling at you in the chat. Could you mute yourself when you're not talking? Because the echo, I think everyone's <laughs> hearing it, and it's uh, it's a little oh, bit distracting. You guys all, you're all hearing it weird. Yeah, it's uh, very weird. Yeah, I, can totally, I can totally do that. that oh, you know awesome. what it is. I know what it is. Your all right. he- yeah. headphones are uh, no, brought... Not that it's it's a thing. Here, let me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, because we were. Oh, ex- a thing. Yeah, a thing. Right. Got Makes sense. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Anything else on on Zelda? Anyone wants to? John, any thoughts on Zelda? I think you know <laughs> that would be. Uh, you know, nothing. Uh, first, I'll say this though, Patrick. Like okay. honestly, I was already sold on that game. Uh, I didn't need to be sold on that game. But what you just <laughs> said about it sounded so cool that I, it makes me want it all over again. Like awesome. there, there's something okay. to the feeling of a journey at its start mm-hmm. and a journey at its completion. And it just, that sounds so cool. The way you made it sound, you get oh. off that first plateau and you're just like, you're given one quest, like all the way off to the East. Yeah. But then you, you realize that you anything. can go to the West as well. And <laughs> you can just walk around this entire area. I, I, I don't have to go over there to the, to the East and talk to Impa or whatever, because I, I want to go this way and, and run into the sand and then burn, get a sunburn because it's too hot. <laughs> oh, we so did good. get some sunburn. Um, all right. Uh, next game, Scott, that is your uh, last. Pretty much my final one. Uh, yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn is. Uh, so I haven't I finished, finished it. Please, no spoilers. <gasps> yeah, no spoilers. Yes, here. I know. I know. I, I also <laughs> have not finished it. All right, so double no spoilers. I want her to gasp a third time. Ready? Third time gasp. I have not also finished it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Okay, I have 100%ed this game and the DLC. I haven't watched the DLC yet. This is crazy. And also, I love it in a way. I got to know, like, about... I I really want to know about where you guys are in the story because I I got to a certain point in the story where it was just like it yanked me through the rest of the way. That's what everyone says, which is why I said no spoilers. Um, (laughs) Um, (laughs) The game is slow to start off with, in in my opinion. Um, It doesn't get you into what really matters until a little bit too late. But that well, that was actually what I loved about this game is that you know you you jump in and you think you know what the story is and you think that it's you know all about Aloy and her tribe and I promise I won't Mm -hmm. go into spoilers but you think that's what it is and you have to figure those things out and you're kind of driven by her story and her relationships and stuff in her little bubble. And then all of a sudden her bubble gets bigger. And then you think you know what the story is. You think you know where the main quest is going. And then all of a sudden your bubble gets even bigger. And the world just keeps getting bigger and bigger. 
you learn more and more and the like her problems just get bigger and bigger in a way that just drove me the whole entire time like i could not put this game down Mm. the combat was super fun like i loved it the way that you couldn't just like jump into fights you had to be like tactical you had to use a whole bunch of different weapons to deal with these gigantic machines which was something i was a little worried about that like this human was going to somehow overpower these giant machines with a bow and arrow like it sounds like it makes no sense but when you see what her toolkit is and the way she has to like use her head to to get through these situations with sometimes herds of these robot monsters oh my god it was so good not to mention the world building oh my god the the stuff that they did and taught us about like our current world and what happened Mm -hmm. to create the apocalypse just the amount of detail that's put into what happened oh it just i just i i'm sorry i love this game so the the, i'll talk about the combat i I completely agree with you i I love using the trip caster the rope caster Mm -hmm. like all those cool weapons like and they also really reward you with uh your accuracy and like how good you are right like if you if you can aim way way far away and shoot this one little tiny thing that with a fire arrow and it'll it'll blow up and do like a massive amount of damage mm-hmm. like um they do that um but talking about the world building the the parts where you the little things where you can like view into the past a little yeah. bit and 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 you get like kind of a, it's a side story and you can go to it them in any order and experience them in any order and then afterwards you have to go through and listen to each one again to kind of get what the actual order is it, it, it was just a great little world building storytelling piece that i that 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 normally that would be like a quest that you would go one by one and, and do it but it was just so cool that it was um kind of in whatever order you wanted to mm-hmm I'm um, well. Let's let's go back to Scott. What did you think of the game? I mean, it's in uh, your time. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> I haven't oh, finished no, it. I, I, I love that. That you know, I think that is the kind of thing I want to hear about that game. But uh, yeah, right. Uh, I haven't finished it. Like I said, I'm I'm I don't know how close I am, but I got distracted with other things. I fully intend to go back and and fully flesh that thing out. But uh, everything Josh said, basically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's also it's also I think what I like maybe most about it and this is often a thing with me is the world building <clears throat> and and a lot of it's implied you don't have to be it doesn't have yeah. to all be explained to me and <clears throat> just knowing that these these creatures are there and not being really sure why they're there or how they're there what makes them function or tick or whatever is super interesting just on its own on its face but um I just I just love the look and the feel and it's like, Oh my gosh, that's a dinosaur made out of like junk parts. And <laughs> why is that even happening? And, and now I get to take it down and I, and I love, I specced her out so that she could jump out of bushes and pull dinosaurs down and kill them. <laughs> mm, the stealth kills. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. It's really I, satisfying. So I love the, um, the random items that you pick up around and that they're all called like ancient something. And like yeah. one of them is like an ancient charm and you look at the icon, it's a watch. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> like the little things like that. They're just they're just things that you sell for money or whatever. But just the little things that like or ancient cup and it's a coffee mug. Oh, you know? the, the vessels, the ancient yeah, the vessels, vessels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the ancient vessels. vessels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just it's just so cool that like they 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 took these things that are like they'd use a lot of dramatic irony where like the the characters don't know what these things are, but we obviously do, and it just it 
tweaks you in just the right place, you know? Yeah. No, I completely agree. I'm, I I just finished the in-world, I think, like the Sun King part. Um, okay. So mm-hmm. I think I'm yeah. reaching... So that's the, the end of the second act. So you, you, right. you're about, you're about to hit the third act, which is when right. the stuff really ramps up. That's but it's what, what figured, Jocelyn yeah. says that like there's the first act, which is all the way up until you leave the the valley, and the then the starting, second act yeah. is is the Sun King stuff, and just your world just gets huge because Enormous, now yeah. you have this entire new world to explore and then the third act is when it gets really really crazy and good in my opinion and, and the biggest problem that i ran into was that it's a game that it it controls right for the game but it be, it's a very unique control system mm-hmm. for it and the problem i ran into is i got on this quest to get the the shield suit uh, the special suit that you can find, but you got to mm-hmm. collect a bunch of stuff. The for. ancient armor. Yeah, I decided to go out and try to gather all that stuff up, and I uh, was kind of lost doing that. And then I'd run into some story stuff, and I did that. And then I thought, man, I'm just really losing the thread of the narrative here. I got to, I got to get back on track. I tried to. I don't remember what interrupted, and I took a break. And when I came back, I completely had forgotten how to play the game. Uh, I was just like I went from tactical and knowing what to do to just I don't know I'm just going to shoot arrows until it explodes because I I don't know what I'm supposed to do anymore I I will say this is one of the games that would benefit the most from um, having a oh we noticed you haven't played the game in a while do you want a refresher course because I I, I'm like you John I stopped playing um, I can't remember like in the in the spring um, and I went back to it now a few a couple of weeks ago when I finished everything else. I well, not everything, but most of the things I wanted to finish. And it took me like three hours to get reacquainted with the system and get comfortable with it again. It feels awesome now that I have, and I'm kind of destroying everything. And what you were talking about, Joss, like the the fun of having being able to take down those gigantic beasts with the right uh, tool and the right aiming. Um, but yeah, I think I, I I agree. I think it's a fantastic game, and the thing I love the most, I think, is just when a an open world game is well crafted, you enjoy just wandering about, around in mm. in the mm-hmm. world, right? Mm-hmm. And Zelda achieves that in a very different way, and this one achieves it in a more controlled and lots of icons everywhere way. But it also works super well. And I just, you know, I just go somewhere and go to a cauldron where I know I'm going to get something specific, like to get to to hijack more beasts. And mm-hmm. it's just it's it's almost like a dungeon. So you wander into it, and yeah. you you get deeper and deeper, and like it's just it's it's. It's a really good game. <laughs> and the design of those are all like very Different. jagged like yeah. walls and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. there's the couple that are that are more like overgrown and it mm. yeah. I mean it's it's not- one of those games that makes me it makes it even more difficult for me to choose my favorite games. Like if I had to choose one, I, I yeah. don't know that I could, but because all of these games when we talk about them between us, you know, together, I'm like, oh, yeah, that thing was awesome in that game. That, this is the game that I prefer. And then yeah. you talk about the other one. And you're like, oh, no, that thing was great. And Did, you know. So when I finished this game and like I got this like overwhelming sense of pride for like video games, which is kind of weird <laughs> to say. But like the the meat, the ability of games to be able to tell stories like this 
and make it fun and enjoyable for so many different hours is something that's completely unmatched by uh, other storytelling mediums. And mm. it just made me feel like so glad that I was able to experience this. And even, even my, my wife was de- uh, like, I was playing on the PS4. So my wife was downstairs watching it with me and e- even she was getting into it. She was like, what's that game you keep playing with the redhead and stuff like that? And I was like, oh, it's Horizon Zero Dawn. It's so good. And then once this, uh, in that third act and the story ramps up, she starts no, like, nip, nip. No. no, I'm just saying, my wife really enjoyed that part too. Despite, <laughs> wow. Um, despite not being a gamer herself, right. you know? I think you, sh- you should, you know, you should have kept that little spiel about pride to be a, a gamer for the end of the show. That would have been perfect. <laughs> just, just, just say it again at that point. It w- it will okay, work. I will. Yeah, sure. Um, Scott, you wanted to cheat and add a couple of uh, things at the end of your... I, I just want to say I loved PUBG and I loved Golf Story. And we don't even have to talk about them. But the Golf Story on the Switch is this little downloadable gem that nobody saw coming and was this great little golf slash RPG thing. It's uh, so weird too, right? Yeah, it's super weird. It's the weirdest game. It's almost like you barely golf in it. It's the strangest little thing. <laughs> I absolutely loved it and, and still play it and and would recommend it to anybody it's great cool uh and obviously PUBG. um i don't know if uh, i can't see your uh, uh i don't know your top john but do you have PUBG in your top in your PUBG is, is in my top okay uh, so we can talk about I'll... it then excellent yeah yeah we'll get <laughs> um, there all right so many of the games uh joss you selected are uh we already talked about but uh go ahead and we can talk about the others Well, I do have one that I want to make sure I mention because I feel like it uh, slipped through the cracks a little bit. It's an indie title called The Sexy Brutale. And oh, my God, it was one of my favorite things, one of my favorite games, experiences, everything in 2017. I, did anyone else besides me actually play this game? <laughs> I did. I bought it. Neat. Yeah, I bought it on sale. I hate to say this. I returned it. <laughs> You know, oh, yeah. I could never. God, you guys a, are I making could, me gasp so much tonight. I, <laughs> I could never Ugh. find the fun. Like I couldn't find the fun. I know it's in there. Probably a lot of people <laughs> raved about it. I just it was so repetitive and like okay, well let's go through it again and figure out what I did wrong this time. And I just okay, didn't. so I'll, yeah, I'll what is it? What is quickly it? Quickly explain if, if you guys have it. Okay, so it's basically this. It's this game where you're kind of like stuck in a time loop. And I should also probably mention that my favorite Zelda ever was Majora's Mask. So this is very oh, similar. <laughs> so, uh, that explains it. <laughs> <laughs> you're basically uh, stuck in this mansion in a time loop. The art style is amazing. There's this cool, like, jazzy music going on. You're at this masquerade ball, and all of the guests die. And you have to go kind of back in time over and over and figure out these puzzles in these um, kind of like dioramas of a room. Like the, you can only see one room at a time and it's this like shoebox kind of view. And it's just it, the art style is great. The puzzles were um, complicated and the, the kind of more murders you solve each guest will give you their mask and then it'll give you a power so you can, you know, hear better or see better or, you know, you're able to figure out like codes to locked rooms that you couldn't before. Um, But you can never be in the same room as another guest or as one of the staff of the mansion. So you have to like plan your routes through the mansion very specifically. And the stories themselves about each individual guest 
and the way that they die, like one gets eaten by a giant spider, like one gets exploded by glass. Like they're they're very it's not just like, like oh, a stabbing yeah. and a shooting and, a you know, like it's actually they're they're very, very interesting. And each individual story, like there's a lot of like mystical stuff going on and it just each character is different to the point that I was when I finished the game because it's, it's an indie title. It's probably five to seven hours worth of gameplay. I wish that there were more guests because I wanted to see more and I wanted to solve more. And it was super satisfying when it was done. Um, but yeah, I, I wish that there was more of the game because it was just that good. No, oh, it sounds really interesting. It sounds very different. Um, it's on the it, Switch. It, it was very different. Oh, oh it is it, on the Switch. Oh, yeah. man. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to buy it on there, I think. Mm. All right. Cool. So that's the sexy brutale. Uh, just to to uh, specify, you your other two that uh, you, we already mentioned are Horizon Zero Dawn, which will surprise if anyone no one. couldn't tell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's, yeah, it's like it is. I know we're not supposed to give rankings, but that is 100 percent my game of the year. 100. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and uh, and Mario Odyssey. Um, and yes, then yeah. the sexy brutale. And there's a, a third one, which is a little bit surprising. Yeah, uh, and I wanted to, a fourth one, yeah, I wanted to make sure that I mentioned this because I felt like um, ESO in general kind of got a bad rap off the get-go, and I I was kind of one of those people. I I enjoyed it. I was in it day one. I was collector's edition. Like, I love just the whole world of Tamriel and everything they've ever done from original Morrowind through Elder Scrolls, like everything. Yes, the, the MMO. Um, but I jumped in, and at the time, I mean, I'm more into World of Warcraft than I've ever been. Um, and so I already had that, like, MMO thing that I did. And it's so difficult to get super into two MMOs at once. So when I jumped into ESO, it wasn't this kind of experience that I wanted. What I wanted was the next Skyrim. And I think that that happened for a lot of people, where they they wanted the Skyrim experience, and instead, they got ESO, and they were just like, nah, this isn't for me, and they left. So mm. when Morrowind came out this past year, which is their you know big expansion, um, I finally jumped back into it, and I'm so glad I did, because the combat systems in that game are really, really fun. And in Morrowind, what they actually did is they, um, much like Legion did in World of Warcraft, where you can choose your zone regardless of level... Uh, Elder Scrolls Online did that across the entire world. So you can now start a level one character and go anywhere in the world, and that's your starting zone. And that experience allowed me to go into that game and get the kind of single-player Skyrim-y kind of experience because the biggest problem was being told you were, like, the chosen one, but then you saw, like, 200 other people in your starting zone also right. be the chosen one. And it, it was a weird experience, and for some reason, it just didn't fit. Um, but now, you can go anywhere you want, experience anything you want. You can literally jump in and go straight into Morrowind, which is the expansion zone. Um, you don't have to go through the rest of the world. You can start there with a level one character. And it fixed a whole lot of the quality of life things as well. It's basically Elder Scrolls 2.0, and it was a fantastic experience, and I can't recommend it enough. And I think a lot of people really discounted Elder Scrolls Online and kind of never went back. And if that happened to you, Morrowind is worth another look. And Elder Scrolls has also gone free to play now. So you can kind of jump in there without a big commitment other than, obviously, buying the expansion. But 
it's it's an experience worth having. And I think you can even um, if you own Elder Scrolls online, you get all of the like 2.0 updates. You get all the quality of life things as well as the ability to level anywhere. So you don't even necessarily have to buy Morrowind. Mm. Um, but yeah, the the only thing is I haven't again because I'm super into World of Warcraft. I haven't done like the end game raiding stuff in Elder Scrolls, but um, just the questing was enough to scratch my Skyrim itch. Like it was just it was awesome. And the game is beautiful. It's it's everything that I wanted now out of Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, I'm going to 100 percent. Scott was raving about it for half the year. It's it would definitely have been on my list if I remembered this year has been crazy for for games. (laughs) It has. It is is really, really good. And it's and it's so much better than it used to be. And the best part is that one Tamriel update uh, is great. Go anywhere you want. Level anywhere you want. Play the way you want to play. Um it feels more Skyrim-y than ever mm-hmm. and is really fantastic. It deserves, it deserves, I mean, WoW will always be WoW and always be in front and all that, but I think this deserves to be, you know, Up in there. second place if it's not. I think right now Final Fantasy has more users, but it's pretty close to third, but it's a really, really strong game right now and really fun. Nice. Um. All right, so you had four games on your list. Uh, John, you have... One, two, three, four, five. Yep. Go ahead. And and some honorable mentions that I again <laughs> we don't need to discuss them, but I will I will throw them out quick because they had a big impact on me this year. Uh, so I'm going to give a honorable slash a dishonorable mention to Destiny Two for uh. being a game <laughs> that I feel super complicated about, like. I put in enough time that I should be able to say, oh, I love that game. It was really good because I I played it and had a fun time for a while. But I feel so down on that game right now that I I can't recommend it at the same time. Um, I want to give a shout out to Pyre. Actually, oh, actually, I do. I do want to discuss uh, Destiny Two if it's okay, <laughs> just for a little yeah, bit because I think it's it. worth talking about and explaining why to the audience. I spent almost 100 hours in Destiny 2 when it first came out. And even though it what it didn't have a uh, very robust endgame, the the first part of the endgame, let's say, um, gave me, you know, the, the, the story was maybe 10 hours and that was kind of dumb. And the rest was just gearing up to the max level, uh, to the max power level, which is the equivalent of item level. And that, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. But then you don't have a lot of end game past that. You have the, the the raid, but even that it has is its issues. But beyond that, the real problem is that um, they the the expansion uh, came out in December, and that was three months from release on consoles, but it was six weeks from release on PC. And of course, the expansion, which is you know a small expansion, a DLC, um, raises the max level and the end game. Uh, uh, level so if you don't have it you can't really play the end game anymore and uh, so all the people who bought it in uh, on the pc had basically six weeks to enjoy all of the end game they could because then it would be taken out of reach and they had to pay for an expansion afterwards and on top of that um i really feel that bungie has made mistakes i talked about it a little bit but they've made mistakes that are 
kind of baffling in that they they put out a game that was flawed but really interesting in some ways with Destiny 1. And then they fixed a ton of things with Destiny 2. I mean, sorry, they fixed a ton of things with The Taken King a year later. And then they were working on Destiny 2, and we were like, well, when Destiny 2 is going to come out, it's going to build on what they learned for The Taken King. But actually, they did none of what worked in The Taken King, introduced some new things that were interesting with the you know public events and stuff like that, but then introduced a whole bunch of other game design serious issues, like the, the leveling and the max level and, and all of those, um, and it feels like they haven't learned, like they, they're stuck in an endless loop of uh, deception and disappointment and explanation and fixing and then disappointment again. It's, it's, it's very strange that a, a company like Bungie, who knows how these things work, would, be, would seem so, um, you know, to, to be making the same mistakes over and over again. And... Um, so for th- all of those reasons, and on top of that, I have no problems with the loot box uh, part of Destiny 2. None. I think it's not a problem at all yeah. uh, to progress through the game. It's not something that you need. It's not something even that you really, really want. Um, but given that it's in, I feel really dirty about them putting out a, a, a DLC uh three months to six weeks after the game was released and pushing out that end game out of the reach of people who have the base game. So yeah, I it's no, I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you. Everything you just said is exactly how I feel about that game. And that's why, that's why I'm so down on it. But at the same time, I put in like you a hundred hours in this game, more than I put into a lot of games that are on this list. Right. And I had a great time with it. And so it's really hard to reconcile this feeling of I sunk a ton of time and had a great time, but I'm so down on this game at the same time. Mm. Well, I, I'm right. glad you guys, too. I'm glad you guys guinea pigged it. Cause I had this feeling early on. <laughs> I went, I'm going to skip console waiting for PC, <laughs> no matter what. And then PC came and I went, all right, I'm just going to wait a little bit here, you know, see what happens, see what the thing is. Everyone's like, oh, it's so good. You got to get it. I'm like, okay, well, let's see how y'all doing in a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks pass. Sure enough, him and Han starts. The destiny train comes in and I went, I'm good for now. So I am holding (laughs) off. I have no desire to pick it up now because none of my friends are happy with it. Yeah, it's I mean, it's 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 this entire weird situation that they put themselves in. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's hard because it it was a great game for those, a game that was awesome for 80 hours. The problem is that game doesn't exist anymore because you have the DLC now. So you have to, you can't just buy Destiny 2. You have to buy the DLC in order to enjoy that a lot of the end game. And there was the, the Heroic Strikes thing, which was not in the original Destiny 2, but it was in, orig- in the original Destiny 1. And then they, it's a mess. Anyway, so yeah, complicated <laughs> feelings. It's complicated. Is, uh... All right, yeah. keep going, John. All right, the other honorable mentions I want to throw out is uh, Pyre, which mm, was yes. a fantastic game. I did not spend enough time to finish it, so that's why it's kind of not that's on the list. That's me too. I want that. But, oh, it's, it's so good. It's quite, uh, it's quite good. I'm going to also say Injustice 2, which I think was this year. Oh, I'm really? Pretty sure yeah, it was this I think year. It was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was this year. Yeah. So Injustice 2, just real quick, the reason it's on my list is I am 
horrible at fighting games. I'm bad at them, but I like them for some reason. And I thought, I'm not going to do it this time. I'm going to just watch the story because I found a place where all the cinematics were there. And I care about the stupid story in the thing. And I was like, I'm going to watch that and I'm done. And I watched it and then I went and bought the game anyway and uh, had a really good time with it. And then uh, became an obsessive uh, Wonder Woman main in that game and just, oh, it was it was fun. I had a really good time with it. So that's on there. Cool. Uh, and my last honorable mention is Telltale's Batman: The Enemy Within, and the reason it's a it's an honorable is because only episodes one through three are out, which means it's going to be forgotten about next year. So I'm going to give it a little shout out here. It's done some really incredible things with Batman lore and the characters in it, and I haven't been able. I, I it can't come out fast enough. The the final two chapters, so I've been really enjoying that as well. Yeah, I played nice. the first three episodes, and it was. We had a really good time with it. I liked it a lot. I think you're, that's a good one to add to the list. And it, it's got some jank and it's got the telltale. Okay, when you guys going to upgrade your engine and all those other quibbles that I have with those guys right now. But the story is pretty top notch. And Jane is in it. <laughs> yeah, Jane, Jaina is in it. Uh, and it's got a really cool take on the Joker. Uh, so PUBG, we'll say, is my first game that's <laughs> okay. actually on the list. And this is a game that I absolutely should not like. It's ugly. It's janky. It doesn't really feel like it actually is a full game yet. It has a progression system that uh, might as well not exist. It's so bare bones. And it is a game where 100 people are going to compete in multiplayer and only one person's going to win. So the odds of it being you is pretty slim. And... Everything about it is a game that shouldn't work for me, and I kept coming back to it all year long and had such a blast. And it, it's the same impact that Heroes of the Storm had for me, where it's here's a game that's in a genre that I don't typically like. There's a lot of things about it that I shouldn't really like, and yet when the whole package comes together, it's the thing I couldn't put down this year. Nice. I agree with you, John. And actually, like, so I didn't put PUBG on my list because I agree with all of the negatives that you said. Like, it's janky. The graphics are bad. There's like, there are a lot of negatives to this game, but you really can't deny like the just the addictive gameplay loop that is PUBG. I have over 200 hours in PUBG now. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> I have played the crap out of this game. And, uh, and I can't tell you why. Like, I complain about it so much because it's super frustrating. <laughs> But at the same time, somehow, I always come back to it. Like, my friends are playing it. It's like, because there's such quick queue times, because so many people are playing it, it's like, you die, and then you just have, you want to get back in and get revenge. And even if it's not that same player, it doesn't even matter. Like, you just want to <laughs> jump back in. And you can do that within two minutes. Like, you've got a minute of queue time at most, and then a minute where you're on the island when things are loading. And then you're you're back in the game and you're and you're like scavenging again. And it's right. even if you lose and even, even if, if you lose, you lose yeah. you're back in super quickly. Right so away. it doesn't really yeah. feel like you're. Yeah. 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 So I completely agree with everything. And the negatives uh, that you mentioned, John, are why it's not on my list. <laughs> I feel like it can't. <laughs> yeah. It just can't be. I just can't do it. <laughs> Uh, I think it's, I mean, for me and the reason why it's there, because I, I do agree, uh, it's there because it somehow succeeds despite them. And of course, with it, I mean, only just coming out, what, a day or two ago, technically, uh, 
I think that the potential for those negatives to get better and go away exists. And I think we might see it. And I think this is going to still be a game that carries on into 2018, kind of in spite of its flaws. And I think that's why I, I gave it the bump. But yeah, it certainly is. It is not a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination. Right. And to say to say that it will carry on is an understatement. I mean, it's, it is a bona fide phenomenon. It is enormously huge. And it's the gameplay loop that does it. It's got other issues like everyone keeps bringing up here. Um, I will say 1.0 seemed pretty polished to me the other night. I was impressed with, um, you know, it just felt better. It felt more like a finished game and less like a janky mod for Half-Life or something. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's still got its issues, but there's no doubt. Well, here's here's my prediction. For the next two years, every game that has a gun in it will offer a multiplayer mode that features 100 people falling out of the sky <laughs> and fighting each other. Yeah. <laughs> Um. All right, another game. All right, my next one would have been Horizon Zero Dawn. We already talked about it, but I'll throw it out that it was on my list. Uh, and so my next one that we'll talk about is XCOM 2 War of the Chosen. It's a bit of a cheat because it's technically an expansion pack to a game that's already been out. But that's I allowed. Would, <laughs> I would argue that this is the game. Like, XCOM 2 feels like it should have been the early access here's what we're thinking about doing version of XCOM 2 War of the Chosen this expansion makes that game such a complete and amazing thing it is the first game outside of Shadow of Mordor to use the nemesis system in oh, a real does. full kind of realize. way mm. it's incredible cuz it introduces these generals that now are on the battlefield that have special traits like, okay, they won't take fire if you do Overwatch shots at them. They just cannot be hit by them. Or they can take no damage from grenades. But then they have weaknesses. You know, snipers will do double damage to them. And the longer you take to progress the story, and the more time they have to command, the more positive traits they get and the fewer negative traits they get so it adds to that urgency of oh we got to move we're in a desperate situation these guys are getting really strong and difficult to kill we got to keep moving and that game for me it just it put all the pieces together properly and i couldn't stop playing it even though and I don't know why I did this. I would turn on Iron Man mode, which means if I if you lose somebody, all the decisions are permanent. And then it would happen, and I go, "Well, that's it. I got to restart the game." <laughs> My awesome soldier died. I got to just do a full restart here, which I could have avoided by not doing Iron Man mode, but I I did it anyway. Um, your soldiers can get uh, captured instead of just always killed, and you have to do rescue ops to try and save them. They just put so much into this expansion that I, I can't say enough good things about it. It was so much fun going through. You know, this game is the kind of game I... I mean, it's a game I wish I liked the genre of. I just don't. And I, it's it's the kind of thing I feel guilty. There, there are some genres that I don't enjoy, and I feel guilty about not liking them. And this is definitely one of them. So, um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. It's 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 a niche genre for sure. Mm. I mean, I don't think it's a genre for everybody because it is punishing. It's it's in a way Dark Souls esque, not in a gameplay standpoint, but in a 
you know, this game wants to be brutal to you. You know, you right. will look at it and all of a sudden the game does the thing and you're just like, oh my gosh, what is what is this game doing? You know, they <laughs> they add they essentially add zombies into this game. They're not they're not technically zombies, but they also kind of are that they will swarm on you and spawn more if you use a grenade. And then they put you in situations where the only viable option is to use a grenade. And you're just looking at the game going, what are you doing to me? Why? You guys are, yeah, why are they, just yeah, cruel. Okay. You're being cruel to it's me. Especially, you know, if someone doesn't like, if, if you don't like tactical uh, games to begin with, I mean, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle kind of helped in that sense. But... Uh, yeah, I anyway, it's I, I think it's it sounds great. I just can't it's one of those things I don't really manage to get into and uh it's too bad. But yeah, games for different people. I love turn based tactical strategy games. I'm terrible at them. Yeah. <laughs> so I we I'm with John that it's a rad game, but man, I suck. There's just no way around it. All right, Sorry. fair enough. Um another game? Let's I talk think John about is is my is my dark side mirror because he likes all the games I don't like, and I, <laughs> I think know, the next one man. you're going to be talking about is one of those. Yeah, for sure. And it, it breaks my heart that you don't like, but that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, Divinity Original Sin yep, Two. There you uh, go. This this game would probably be top of my list except that I've had to play it in a very unique way. And I shouldn't say had to play it because it's been a joy to play the game this way, but I have only been playing this game in a four-player multiplayer session that we've been streaming on Twitch. And it is one of the most fun game experiences I have ever had. To be able to just say, okay, I'm taking on this one role in this team of four it is like playing a visual Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Right. And it has just been amazing to go through. The amount of depth and what you can do and things that you think, well, I wonder if I could do this and then it works. Uh, and like a deep level strategy. I mean, right now we cheer every time I pull off what is called the chicken combo, which is <laughs> I have an ability that uh, if if the opponent moves, they take damage. I also have an ability that turns people into a chicken, and when chickens uh, are on the battlefield, they run around. So you apply both of those to them, and the chicken runs, and you just watch their health just shoot down. And everybody cheers! It's the chicken combo! And it's it's an incredible experience with friends. Uh, it being a co-op game, I think, is a is a major boon to it. I don't know how I would feel about this game if I just played it by myself. Mm. Because there is an element of just, you know, your, your victories are with your friends. Your defeats are with your friends. You're letting other people think on their feet and try things on their own. And it, it made for a very special experience for me that's also a bit unique. Um, and the only reason it's not higher on my list, again, is because I play it three hours a week. And that's kind of been the session that I've been going through with it. So where I'm only about halfway through the game. But I look forward to uh, Sundays when we play uh, maybe more than just about anything else that I do in gaming right now. Nice. I have a lot of problems with that with Divinity um, or 2. But I think that a lot of them, like you're saying, would be solved by playing them with other people. I, I found the gameplay very tedious. Um, 
and the uh, ability to play with other people would i think would have solved that for me mm. especially um uh, fighting the the battle the battle system's super cool and the the variety yeah. is amazing and stuff but I'm with you on your own. That stuff takes really a long time. And, and it's not like you're running into two or three bandits or something. You run into right. sometimes camps full of 50 things you got to figure out how to kill. And it is a long turn-based slog. And I always felt like I was making the wrong decision when I picked yeah. <laughs> when I picked an ability. Yeah, same. And I so doing that with other people, turns out that's a super fun thing to do because you're coordinating and all that. But on your own, I, I kind of agree. It's a little bit of a, yeah. a booger mm. there. All right, uh, you have one more. Oh no, two more. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, no, just one, one more. more. Yes, um, I think we'll agree on this one, though, right, Patrick? Yes, I. Yep, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Well, actually, you, <laughs> Horizon is also one of mine. So yeah, and this one. Okay. All right. Uh, so my uh, again, we're not putting numbers on them, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, my game <laughs> I think of the everyone year is I, 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 no one listens to the dictator. It's it's a very poorly run <laughs> dictatorship. I have here. This, is, this is how the uprising begins. Yeah. We say my <laughs> game of the year. You're actually just a figurehead, Patrick. We're the real. We're the people with the real we're power. The regime, here. right? Right. <laughs> uh, which is in theme because it's Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus, and this game. I had not beaten the first, uh, you know, Wolfenstein, the New Order. And I thought, well, I do want to beat that before I play this. And I, I was about uh, three-fourths of the way through it. So I loaded that one back up and started playing it. And it's all right. It's a good game, but it has its problems. And I finished it, and I thought, okay, that was fun. I don't know if I'm that excited to play New Colossus now, though, because I just went through, you know, a quarter of this game. I mm. just finished it. I am curious where they're going to go with the story. So maybe I'll just load it up and see what happens. And then I proceeded to do nothing but play that game <laughs> that until I really beat good. it that same day. Oh, you finished I, it in one day? I couldn't stop playing it. It was an wow. unhealthy amount of playing this game. <laughs> To say this game is bananas is to do it an injustice. I cannot believe where this game went. I can't believe the things it did. <laughs> I can't believe it took friggin' BJ Blaskowitz and made him one of the most compelling characters in not just this year in gaming, but perhaps all of gaming. Yeah. Like, it, it does so much that... I mean, I almost everything I could say about this game that would be great would be a spoiler. It's just something that needs to be experienced. You you will not believe the things you see and do in this game. Yeah, that game is crazy good with its its story writing and the shooting is awesome and all that makes uh, makes me wish that I had played more of it more of it than I did. Oh, did you not finish it? I, I so I played the first level at, at, at as a demo at PAX and. That I was like, okay, I'm I'm sold on this. I'm gonna go home right after PAX and play Wolfenstein New Order. And then I didn't do that. And so when Wolfenstein Two came out, and then all of a sudden I had Mario <laughs> to play as well, right, it, right. it just kind of fell off the list yeah. at that point. Well, <laughs> as John said, uh, did no one else play it? it are, are John and I the only two? I guess so. Yeah, it's still. Sitting yeah, on. I didn't play it. Joss yeah. have it, right? Joss. Yeah, we have it. Just haven't played it. Okay. Um, <laughs> what can I say? You know, 
this game is I knew there were going to be things that were going to happen. Um, I kind of knew roughly where it was going to go or I thought so. And it kind of goes that way. It's very, you know, um, predictable in one way, but in others, it is also very surprising and everything John said, um, the, 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 it makes it manages to uh mix together in a compelling way um the storyline of a, a character that used to be just a couple of pixels shooting nazis he still he still does that but it also makes him emotionally relatable and and compelling and all of that and it mixes in some incredibly dumb pulp like uh uh <laughs> Uh, what's his face? Pulp Fiction, uh, Tarantino type yeah. ridiculousness cranked to fifteen, and they all work in that context. It what it achieves is kind of incredible. And I remember I I tweeted at John because I knew he he had played it, and I I tweeted, oh, you know, I'm still playing Wolfenstein. It's incredible, and. I I I I just passed, you know, the moment in the game. And he replied something along the lines of, "Well, you know, in that game, I'm only 70% sure of what you mean when you say that moment." And so I kept going and I understood his tweet. Um <laughs> Yeah, it, go, it you think like, "Okay, it uh, can't get weirder than this." And then next thing you know, it gets way weirder than that. And and the, the the magical thing is that it makes sense. So it's absolutely one of my top games as well. And I love that game. Um, definitely the series. And, and I will also say, as I did say in my uh, initial impressions, it feels really good to be in a world where shooting Nazis is, is just, you know, natural and the, the, they're the bad guys. <laughs> and you can, we can just all agree that these Nazis are just, the Nazis, Nazis are the bad guys and you shoot them in the face. And that's what the game is about. Um, I love it. Uh, all right. I think that's it for, for your games, John, right? Yeah, that's them. It was a it was a good year, and I still somehow managed to feel like I missed a ton. <laughs> yeah, all of these games you're talking about, I want to play the ones that I haven't. Um, so, Ed, you have uh, Mario, Zelda, Horizon, uh, and a couple of others that we didn't mention. Yeah. So, quick honorable mentions: Hellblade. We talked about it last week um, yeah. to get my impressions on it. I think that's a fantastically put together game, and is absolutely worth everyone playing. Um, observers by the layers of fear guys and they managed to take what layers of fear was which is very trippy and turn it even more trippy with observer which uh, it's it's awesome um then tacoma by the guys who made gone home um that game is really really good and and surprising how well it's put together for such a short short uh two to three hour experience i, I um, loved gone home and i haven't played tacoma because i felt everyone was lukewarm on it is it no 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 okay, I, I, it I was play. great it was great okay if you love right. gone home you'll you'll love it cool um so all right so the the ones that actually made my list are uh edith finch what remains of edith finch which is by the people that made unfinished swan um this game is really really good um, it, it's hard to really describe 
exactly what it is. It's a very short two-hour experience. You play as Edith Finch, who's the last remaining person in her family after her mother passes away. And she go, basically goes back to the house that she grew up in, which is this hodgepodge, almost like the Weasley's house from Harry Potter. That's all like kind of put together haphazardly, but there's no magic involved. It's just kind of like hammered together the way it is. Um, and they, she goes back and, and kind of experiences how, um, how her different family members have, uh, have died. And a lot of them are very tragic and it's a very sad game, but there's something it scared me. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I haven't finished it because you play in first person and yeah. you're like going through all of these different uh, they're very narrative. Each one has a different narrative yeah. style, which is very cool. Like one it's of them so is a cool. comic book, one of them like is this crazy trip and you like play as a bird. Like it's just it's it's awesome. But uh it scared me and I couldn't like make myself take the next step because i was pretty sure that i knew how it was going and i was just like i don't i don't want to do this i so can't do no they, i'm no <laughs> in a lot of their marketing and advertising they said like there's no jump scares in this game that so is game... bs <laughs> oh come on or maybe really? i'm just maybe i'm just really like <laughs> jumpy yeah. no. oh man yeah it... maybe i'm just jumpy maybe i just can't handle I, first I... person I think you should go back and, and and play Jocelyn because the and finish it because it's you know, like I said it's short and the payoff at the end is really good and you're talking about some of the the things about the the very first little vignette you play is as this little girl who like is basically dreaming and she becomes a cat and then like an well, owl yeah what I I can't remember if we talked about it last week but the, some of the uh, gameplay elements that I've seen are seem so inventive like at yeah. some point you're reliving the life of someone who was working in a factory and with one stick you're yep. controlling the factory thing and the other one you're yeah, controlling his memories that, like that, that's... that's one of the last that's one of the last uh vignettes mm. that you play and you're you're basically one stick is controlling you grab the fish that's in the factory and you put it put it in the slicer and you take it over and it slices the, the head off and then you throw away the fish and but then the other one you're controlling basically his fantasy like the the he basically has depression and he finds that his um, his fantasy world is so much more awesome than his not fantasy world, and actually like starts to make an impact on his like day, actual day to day life. And so there's lots of like deep, hard hitting stuff that they're talking about in this game that just makes it for such a short game and how cheap it is, and it it's so high impacting for, um, to mm. me. And at the end, I cried a little bit. I mean, it's just absolutely worth it It, it's two like i said two to three hours maybe and by the time you finish it you will not regret your journey through it i feel like i was very close to the end because Uh i i can't remember exactly where i needed to go but i'd explored most of the house so i probably only had one or two left you're probably almost done yeah i probably (laughs) am and i was just like i can't remember it might have been like you had to go into the basement or something and i was just Uh like okay nope Nope, no nope, basement. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you noped out. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it definitely seems very interesting. Between this and Tacoma, I might have a couple of things that I need to get done during the, the vacation. Yeah, they're quick. They can finish both of them in a single day. Okay. Like, it's quick, they're quick knockouts. Um, so, yeah, that's Edith Finch. Absolutely recommend to anyone. Um, the last one, the well, not the last one, but the other one that hasn't been talked about yet was Prey. Um, I don't know who has played Prey here. I started it. I played uh-huh. like the first 
uh whatever like the demo was so the first yeah. kind of like hour of gameplay mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i loved it but it just it came out at this time where there was so much else going on right. i just yeah, didn't yeah. have the time to jump into it but it's another one that i own that i need to go to probably yeah. in january february when nothing's coming out <laughs> it had me when people were saying things like oh spiritual successor to system shock 2 yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff yep. like that i was Absolutely like oh is. that sounds so good but then the buzz also started to turn into yeah it's a lot of hitting things with a wrench and i was like so oh. so i will say that, that that is true the combat portion of the game is is fairly weak um you do a lot of hitting things with a wrench but you get to a point where you can basically fabricate uh ammo like whenever you want for your guns so i'm just always walking around with like 120 ammo in my pistol so i i there's a lot less I only whack things with a wrench when I when I need to when I want to save ammo basically, which isn't doesn't need to be super often. Mm. Um, but the the real push for this is the narrative parts of the game. Um, you can kill anyone in the game at any point, and if you kill someone, then it'll especially like main characters, it'll it'll close off their quest lines to you, but it'll also like it won't make you fail the game completely by killing them. You base there's one character that you meet at the very beginning of the game. And then there's another character that they're in conflict with each other. And if you kill either one of them, then the first one's like storyline will go further. But if you don't choose not to kill either one of them, they'll actually kill each other. And then, or not kill each other, but one will kill the other. And then right. you, that's the main trail. But if you kill that that first guy that you meet, then you actually get to meet the other guy, which is just kind of uh, the background yeah, my narrative. Head hurts now, yeah, uh. and the, <laughs> uh, the background narrative, the fact that. Um, the way you go searching for people is not just look for a pointer on the map to follow this quest. It's actually, you're told like, hey, you need to go look for this person. And then the way you go look for them is you go to a security desk, find their name in their like their job section, find their name, click it, and then it pu- puts something on your map. So there's a little bit more interactivity with finding someone, a kind of in-world reason why you can find them. Um it, it's, it's half just, off on on Steam right now. I, I yeah, everyone's it's, been saying it's so. Every I mean, a lot of people are telling me it's really good. I I'm like Joss. I played through the first like hour. There were some interesting uh-huh. things, but I felt like, yeah, it doesn't. It's really, scary. It messes mm. with your mind. It uh, okay. It's really it's really empowering once you get those more powerful things. There the the cool thing. The one cool thing that I will mention is there are turrets around the entire uh, station that will kill any of the aliens that they see. But you can also in, take your little power-up or upgrade things and put it in alien powers. And once you reach a certain threshold, the turrets will start shooting you because you have too much alien in you. Oh, right, right, right. You know? So it, just the the detail that they went into, the narrative and the systems of this game make it really good. I, I wish the combat was better. It would be higher on my list if the combat was mm. better. Okay. All right, so pray, and that's it. Uh, that it? I yeah, so. I mean the other the other ones are just kind of regrets. I, I haven't played enough in near to put to put it anywhere. Hollow Knight, Evil Within two, um, mm. stuff like that. Yeah, that I, that I, I should, want. I, we should have. I don't know why nobody put it on here, and I just think it needs to be mentioned, even though it scared the hell out of me, and I'll probably never finish it. And the only way I could play it was with John on the phone with me. But <laughs> Resident <laughs> Evil Seven. Resident Evil Seven. Oh yeah, mm. that, that was another. That's another one that that's probably in the bottom five of my top ten. Because mm. um, yeah. that, that that game, the there's a moment, and 
and there there's a Twitch clip of this of of me streaming this game where I open a door and I wasn't expecting an enemy to be there, but an enemy was there, and I screened bloody murder. <laughs> Yeah, did, that did, was he, that was also on my list near the near the bottom because I technically didn't play it. I just watched Scott play it and made jokes <laughs> at him as he was getting scared, but it was really fun. Did you play it in VR, Scott? Or no, hell no! Oh my god! god. <laughs> oh, why would you ever do that to yourself? <laughs> One of the people on. on... Four player network, uh, Nick. He played it on MVR completely, and he said it's <gasps> one of the best VR experiences he's had since VR is has become a thing. Oh, I, I'm I, sure I, it was technologically no amazing, yeah. but technologically <laughs> I don't know why amazing you never do and that. like emotionally <laughs> scarring, traumatizing. <laughs> for for I, Jumpy I mean, Joss, without VR, without VR, I couldn't turn Jumpy lights on and stuff. <laughs> no, I played. I played the beginning um, uh, as well. The demo, I think, in VR. And if if Joss is jumpy, I'm like the 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 wimpiest wimp you'll find. I <laughs> I couldn't do it. I was like, after ten minutes, I had to take it out off. I I'm I I was so scared and i realized how how silly this sounds because i knew it was old pixels but i was really so scared that it's i didn't not silly patrick <laughs> it is not silly <laughs> all right um so basically you've you've talked about all of the games on my list except one uh, i have mario zelda wolfenstein 2 oh my god like this the the thing where you go to another place and and there's something and then you come back and ah and the oh, end like when yeah. when she when she's like jumps throwing grenades and slides and she's like ah look out okay anyway that game you, you know what i'm talking about john right oh i know what you're talking yeah, you about I, I could not <laughs> believe it i couldn't believe it like the oh, place everyone, you go specifically yes yes and and everyone who's played it knows what we're talking about and in their head they're like yes that thing was uh -huh. so like yeah so anyway that uh destiny 2 we've talked about uh complex feelings about that game horizon zero dawn like kind of replaces it for me in my top five um the last game i do want to mention is shadow of war because i love that game so much it is Everything I hoped it was going to be, uh, the loot boxes don't listen to what the haters say. The loot boxes have no bearing on that game. Um, with the caveat that it's the first three acts that are the game. And the fourth act, as I said in, in when I talked about it uh, on the show, the fourth act is just a failed attempt at making a um, let's keep playing once we're done version of the game and keep the, the world available to you except the motivation for you keeping playing just failed it wasn't there and it sort of turned into a grind rather than an enjoyable experience but that really is unfair to judge it on that because the first three acts are the game and they have a conclusion and they're great and they're perfect and the return of the um of the nemesis system works really well you build up your army in a way that is even more uh compelling because you have to take down those uh you have to do sieges to take down fortresses and it it really works to like strategic not strategically but like you you get uh, uh captains that counter the ones that are on the other side and you take them down with the right allies and like it it is such a great experience. Now, if you don't like the Batman uh, style combat system, 
that's a, there's a lot of that in there. So if you don't like that, you're probably not going to like the game. But if I, you do, yeah, John, I was just gonna I was just gonna agree with you that this game yeah. I think got uh, way too hard of a rap. Um, <laughs> it it didn't deserve it. It was <laughs> it was fine. Like it's not high on my list. It's in there. Yeah. It didn't make my honorable Same. mentions because it it. It was just more of that, but I liked what that was. So while it didn't set my world on fire, it was, I've loved every bit of time that I've spent playing it. I just, I played it for a bit and then I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I can go play other things now, hmm. but it, it is still that combat. It is still that game style. It is still the nemesis system. It is still really cool orcs with accents yelling at you. It's, it's. <laughs> it's a lot of fun i i agree also i you know people get mad about the batman combat i don't get that to me that's I, still i like how the oh, most satisfying combat in games yeah no that's it's dude that thing was so revolutionary anytime it shows up in anything it makes that game better i would rather fight that way on the ground than almost any other way of fighting like i think i think, I think that shadow of war kind of takes it uh to a better level than the batman level combat was just because of the way that they they it, it interact with the the like more supernatural parts so you get more powers that are kind of make you that just make you way powerful and nothing can stop you mm. as you progress through the game which I, I think is really satisfying yeah and and the batman thing i think uh, you know it, it some people don't like it because they think it makes it too easy which to an extent i kind of agree but many games of that you know type of triple a uh blockbuster blockbuster type game end up being not super challenging that's not the 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 main uh draw for the game um and yes it's a little bit more rhythm game e than but but cinematically and like the way it makes you feel as the character are are absolutely awesome like the fact that you, oh, you feel eat, super badass yeah <laughs> and the fact that your punches and sword strikes and everything connect with one enemy instead of like randomly sweeping in front of you and and getting you know three or four in front of you know in in the movement of your sword i think it it makes for a better combat system at its core that's the way you know i the reason i enjoy it so Anyway, Shadow of War is a really good game, and I'm pretty sure it's on sale everywhere right now. If if you like that kind of thing, you cannot go wrong with that game. And it's it's also open world in a way that that really works. It's very long, even for the first three acts. Um, and yeah, I think it's just it's it's a really good game. My only issue was that I think Dude McMahon face is kind of a boring hero. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit i i well i mean i like where it goes towards you know the way the story progresses and towards the end i really like what happens um, like the elf is cool i like uh what's his name is it calabrimbor yeah it's such a fun name to even say he's it. all right he's intense but every time i see tavion i think Tyrion. His name. Talion. no talion 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 Okay, every time I see him, he just looks like he's in a general haze about what life is, about he's, what no, he's just, is. He's just baked all the time, guys. Come yeah. on. It's very <laughs> obvious. That's all it is. He's waiting for the personality to get drugged and dropped onto his character, and it's just not coming. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I agree. It's not. I mean, there are issues for the game, obviously. It's not perfect, but... Um... 
Anyway, I think that's it. We've done it. And there's a lot more, um, a lot more different games than I expected. We all kind of talk about Mario and Zelda uh, and Horizon. Not me. Not but, Zelda. Um, not me. No, not you. You didn't like it. All right, fine. I didn't you should have done, any done like the middle five of your list. Like the first two are obvious, but the <laughs> right, middle right, five right. is what we should really talk the bi- about. The biggest bummer of the year probably is that Zelda came out what the week or the week after or the week before um, Horizon, and it and it, in a lot of ways Horizon came out like a, a two weeks before Zelda. It was okay, yeah, but it was yeah. so but they close were really close. Yeah, yeah. They really, I, I really feel like it, uh, Zelda ended up burying the lead, which was. Horizon. I found myself comparing Zelda and Horizon a lot while I was yeah. playing. Everyone it. did, yeah, and, which was a little I, bit I, of unfair. But I think Horizon, the fact that you know Zelda came out on a new console, well, we're, we won't talk about the Wii U. Um, it, it, in practice, it's a huge seller. Horizon, it's right, a huge yeah, success. Yeah. We are getting I, Horizon Two. Or, sorry, go ahead, Ed. I was just going to say that the when I said I comp- I was comparing them doesn't mean that I thought that one was much better. I I liked looking at the pros of both in such a way that I I think they're they're both fantastic games and were able to break into my top three this this year. Um, but like you, sh- I found myself comparing them, but not for the worse. They they were right, both yeah. just fantastic. No, games I agree. Like. I think I think Horizon is basically the epitome of the uh, classical AAA open world game uh, with compelling story and gameplay, and mm-hmm. you know sandbox and par- uh, theme park and all of this. And Zelda kind of takes it in a new and different direction, which everyone was struck by, and we didn't expect it to that extent. Um, but I think everyone agrees that both are amazing open world games in slightly different styles. So yeah. The di- but the different styles, I don't think that I, I hope that not all games go like to the Zelda style like immediately. Yeah, yeah. I, I still think that there's a place for the Horizon Absolutely. Uh, AAA yeah. developed style. And I, I just got to hand off to the Killzone people for how much of a success that was. Yeah. Who would have thought the Killzone, a linear shooter, would the developers would have turned th- turned this game into something yeah. that's just mm-hmm. so great. We, we knew they could do beautiful games. We yeah. didn't know they could do games with such depth and such character mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And because the Killzone games, for all of their their you know what strengths that you could list, I suppose it was you know they were no. They, that was a boring shooter series. It was it had so many cool, <laughs> cool stuff on the skin. But then if you got deeper, you're like, this isn't that great. So when I first heard about Horizon, I thought, well, all right, let's see what you guys can do. And man, did they do it? Yeah, indeed. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for your participation in this very lengthy episode. I hope the listeners got a uh, great look at the year and maybe remembered a few games they uh, left off their lists and uh, get some uh, some games they're ready to purchase on sale, uh, which is going now until the 4th of uh, January. So go to Steam. You're going to get some really great uh, purchases there. And uh, yeah, before we leave, uh, can you guys please tell me and tell the audience where they can get more of your internet antics? Uh, Let's start with Scott. All right. Uh, You can find me at frogpants.com. All my stuff is there. And uh, Scott Johnson on on, uh, Twitter. Here's the other thing. If you're into live shows and that's either podcasts or games or whatever, uh, more and more, you can find me over at Frogpants TV. Uh, Frogpants TV. It'll take you straight to our Twitch channel. And always looking forward to seeing more faces there. And thanks for having me on, Patrick. Always a, an immense pleasure and an honor. Uh, Joss, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays. That's J O C E 
plays. I stream quite often now. I'm up to about four to five days a week. So uh, that's the best place to find me. And uh, if you follow me on Twitter, then I tweet out when I'm going live with streams or podcasts. So go follow me there. Plays. Excellent. Uh, we'll have, of course, all of the Twitter uh, handles in the show notes. John, what about you? Uh, same sort of deal. Best place to find out what I'm up to is just follow me on Twitter at John underscore Jagger. You can also check me out on Twitch playing all sorts of games, twitch.tv slash Revendon. I wish I could say I stream more, but mostly I just appear on other people's streams. That seems to be a thing. <laughs> they don't have a partnership level for that, though. So I'm going try, to try to uh, try to do more on my own. But yeah, Twitter's the best place to find out what podcasts or shows I'm guesting on. Amazing. Ed. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Adesis, and I uh, we stream every night over at 4PP.TV. That's 4PlayerNetwork.com slash live as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, just keep an eye out on our, on our YouTube page as well. Just after the start of the new year, we'll be putting out our top tens for every uh, staff member. That'll be about seven videos in the community top ten and stuff like that. So uh, if you want to see this list that I've that I've given you a preview of in an actual order, since we're allowed to do it on, <laughs> on our channel, then then you'll uh, you can find it there. Excellent. And for me, it's not Patrick on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, you can find this show at FrenchSpin.com. Uh, come on over and comment on the lists and the comments and the things we said. And uh, you can tell us your own favorite games that we forgot. Possibly there are so many. Um, and, you know, between the Switch and all of those games, what an in incredible, amazing year. And 2018 seems like it might be... Uh, taking at least, you know, a few games that, that warrant the same kind of enthusiasm. So I'm very excited you, you, to see what's going to happen. you want to make a call, Patrick? Do you want to say, uh, I mean, the, the historical day that, or year that everyone gives is 1998 for the greatest year of gaming, but do you think 2017 beat it? I'd have to go back and look at 1998. Uh, I can't remember what came out that year exactly. Starcraft, Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time, yeah. Uh, okay. What else? Uh, Half-Life, uh, Half uh, Baldur's Half Gate, yeah. Grim Fandango, Metal Gear Solid, Starcraft, Thief, uh, Ocarina <laughs> of Time. It's a pretty Resident good Evil year. 2. You know... <laughs> I think it's it's hard to it's hard to to say for sure, but because you always look back and for me people look back as I said with rose colored glasses, I prefer the current stuff usually, and as much as I loved Metal Gear Solid and God knows I loved it, um, I think I prefer this year. I think so, but you know, also technically Starcraft came out this year as well. <laughs> 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 so there you go you can't go wrong yeah. all right thank you very much everyone for listening thanks to the co-host for being on and we will talk to you soon oh uh i might have to jumble around the schedule because i might be getting a baby fairly soon i don't know when but we'll see <laughs> but things are happening in that department so um, that's a weird that way to put right? it i might be getting a baby <laughs> well i'm definitely getting a baby i don't know how soon is it's that know. easy right he just he just walks yeah, in you just one day get a baby. a baby yeah i get a baby <laughs> all right too, too soon everyone bye
developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. 